It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. And now, here's your host. William Powell, the king of DC media. What's going on, my dear listeners? Welcome to another fantastic episode of the Inside Acting Radio Show. Tonight, my guest is Altaro Prince Black, an excellent director and actor. Now, at the end of 2016, he was the winner of Best Actor in the 48-Hour Film Festival, for The Exterminator, Testaments Rising, a film about a guy with superpowers, something to do with insects. And then since the end of uh, 2016, he's been a featured narrator for several exhibits at the National African American Museum of Arts and Culture. Now, he also won two awards at the 2016 Tiva Peer Awards, over at the French Embassy in D.C., and that was for Reunion and City of Lost Souls. Now, those were two good crime stories. This year, he has seen the distribution of the TV pilot, The Sacred Eternal, on DirecTV. He's even worked in virtual reality on a film project that was based on an alleged UFO abduction. He's also one of my recorded intro teaser voices for this show. So I see Al Toro is on the line, so let me go ahead and bring him on the air. Good evening, Al Toro. It's a pleasure to have you on. Good evening, William. It's great to talk with you again. <laughs> always, always. So now, your character in uh, The Exterminator, uh, Pestilence Rising, that character has some very unique superpowers. So, you know, as an actor, what are some of your unique skills and superpowers that you've developed over the years as an actor? I like that question. Uh, (laughs) Unique skills and superpowers. Um, I would say, you know what, I would say, if there was anything that I would think would be unique about me, it is that I believe in just straight up reality. And in saying that, I mean, like sometimes actors and we can make that to include everyone because all people are doing different kinds of acting at different times in their lives. You know, when you go to your parents' house, you're one way. When you're with your friends, you're another way. When you're with your, you know, <laughs> your lover, you're another way. So I think my unique thing that I bring to acting, your question, is reality. I feel like there is acting that people do, and then there are people who are portraying roles. There just happens to be a camera that's rolling, you know. So mm. the difference would be you can see some acting sometimes, and then other times you have those films or those pieces or those commercials. Like, 
I'm thinking about this one commercial where it's this like little short guy, and he gets out of this Kia, and he's walking into the boardroom, and he's like, "Let's do this, let's do this," and he's like slapping everybody as he's walking down the whole. I mean, it's he. <laughs> you really believe that this little short guy thinks like he's an NBA player? So. You don't see yeah. acting. You see straight up reality. He believes it. He th- he he believes it. So we believe it. So I think that that my thing, if if I'm bringing something to a role, it's just reality. I feel like it's not about me. It's not about looking good or looking bad or looking cute or sound or whatever. It's just it's about what is the character like and what would the character be doing in this situation versus this situation versus that situation. It's not about the performer it's about the actual character so just straight up reality you know straight up reality i could tell that man because i was watching a reunion and that was a very gritty suspense drama so uh, how did you prepare for that role thank you um i'm glad you got the chance to see that that was yeah that was really fun to be involved with um how did i prepare i i watched a lot of crime uh dramas i watched a lot of uh of items where there where you had a character i mean i i'm just what pops in my mind right now is bond i mean bond knows he's bond the people around bond knows that he's bond whether it's you know craig or whoever some of the other previous bonds are and whoever the next bond will be but um it's that whole thing of again you are you are in a role, you know, and then you have other roles that you're playing. So, again, in real life, I mean, for men, you may be a man, but you're also a father, you know. Then you're also a husband. Then you're also a brother. Then you're also a son. So you have these layers upon layers upon layers of roles that we play every day. So in Reunion, there, are, as you saw, there are layers of roles. So... <laughs> The key to that is to maintain that ability to not give it away. I mean, some, you've, you've seen a lot of films. Sometimes it's disappointing when you're watching something because, you know, they just give away the story. Like, they just give away too much, you know. And um, I try try not to give it away too much. Just play the role that needs to be played with the underlying knowledge that, you know, there are multiple, multiple layers going on. So I think um, – Reunion was was a great example of that. Glad you got to check it out. Yeah, where'd you film that one? Gosh, that was that was some warehouse over a couple 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 weekends of filming. Um, I couldn't even I don't remember the exact location, but uh, and he did an awesome job. Um, Elizabeth Lasher was involved. Aaron Lasher was great. He was uh my nemesis in there. Um we have Kurt, you know, you see Kurt later on in the film, he comes in and you know it's no nonsense. Um and reunion is on YouTube. If yeah. when people are ready to take a look at reunion, it's very simple. You just go to your your browser and you go to YouTube and it's uh reunion, the word reunion and Al Toro. And and the film will pop up. The film in its entirety. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a good film. I really I really enjoyed that one. So speaking of directors, what are some characteristics of a good director? That's a good one. Uh, first thing that comes to my mind is communication, uh, because 
to be able to convey an idea or a message to the people that you're working with, to your actors, to your crew, to your sound people, um, you have to be able to be a master of communication. And, uh, you know, I've been blessed, fortunate um, enough to be involved with, you know, hundreds of projects. And that means hundreds of directors, um, hundreds, I mean, I'm going to say 200 projects by, by now. And in a couple hundred directors, you're going to have the whole gamut. <laughs> so you've got uh, directors who are able to communicate and those who can't, you know, just uh, do this, do that. I mean, that's not necessarily, you know, you have to be able to communicate in different styles with different people and understand that not everyone communicates the way you might communicate or the way I might. So some people may need a little bit of a push. Some people may need just a word. Some people may need an expo, may need it visually. Some people may need heavy description. Some people just may need a look. So it's being able to be selfless and understand what people need from you and not come from a place of, well, I'm the director and I'm in charge and everybody do what I say, which is, I mean, it happens in, you know, work life. It happens in family life. People want to be the boss. But to be the boss, a real boss doesn't have to tell you they're the boss. You know, a yeah. real boss knows how to assist and help. Yeah, servant leader, servant leader. That's mm-hmm. that's right. You said it. Yep. Now, you're a featured narrator for several exhibits at the Smithsonian National African American Museum. What are some of the exhibits we can hear you in? There, that was a wonderful experience to be able to work with um the folks over at the Smithsonian. I, I narrate an Arthur Ashe exhibit. Um, there is a Foundations of the Civil Rights Movement exhibit. There's an exhibit that talks about uh, other sports, uh, Harlem Globetrotters specifically. You know, and it's, it was a really great um, experience because to be able to revisit times when, and I'm thinking of the Harlem Globetrotters specifically, you know, they had to do double work because Mm. they played multiple games. They would play a game for a whites-only crowd, and Mm. then they would play a whole other game just for black people. And when they traveled, they would travel in their bus, because, and they would sleep in the bus because there would be hotels that would not let them stay in the hotel. So, I mean, it's like relearning and and remembering all of these things that people who've gone before, you know, white and black, African-American and Caucasian, you know, I should say African-American and Anglo-American would be a more uh, proper phrase. But um, to revisit all of these different things in history, in the history of the United States of America, it was just a great uh, honor to be uh, able to be at the Smithsonian. <laughs> That's great. And you know, preparing for a role like that, I mean, I know it's voiceover, so did you take any different approach to narration, preparing for that, than you would for, say, like something on camera? You know, um, that's a great question. I, I, I'm remembering, you know, just being in the booth, and it's like sometimes when you see those behind the scenes of I think the thing that people most 
would be able to identify with would be uh, animation voiceover narration. You see the characters and they're they're in the booth with the headphones on and they're you know gesticulating and oh yeah okay let's go over here let's go over there. So with this, it was very similar. It's so important because all you have is your voice in this uh, instance of you know just narrating. Everything has to come through your voice. Everything has to come through the inflection, the cadence, the speed of delivery. And I mean, and also these were very sensitive topics too. Like not everything was, you know, happy, you know, hunky dory. Like there was some serious heavy stuff. So it's really, you almost have to be more in tune with voiceover narration because it does the voice doesn't lie. I mean, all you have is the voice. You know, you can get distracted mm. with beautiful visuals. You can get distracted with a beautiful face. Put a put in pretty actors and pretty actresses and and explosions and and you have a great movie, but the act is not really that good. But if you have a bad narration or a bad voiceover, you're like, uh, I don't even want to listen to that. You know, so it's all <laughs> more pressure. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you've got a uh, TV pilot out there with uh, DirecTV, uh, The Sacred Eternal. What's that one about? Oh, that is uh, a really great one. That is directed by Daniel Pickett, Daniel C. Pickett, and it is a story about a future utopia on Earth. And uh, in the pilot, I play uh, Ezra, Ezra Reginald, and... um, I have a smaller role, a nice role, and I play the best friend to the uh, the, the main character, uh, played by H.T. Altman, and I am warning him of the mistakes I've made in my life, and uh, mm. I'm coming over to be like, listen, you know, you're fighting with your, your girl, your wife, you know, I'm having trouble at home, it's all shattered, do not end up like me, and... Mm. And uh, I'm trying to give that brotherly advice in this episode. <laughs> the next episode that we are filming, uh, I will have the lead role, and it will be about my journey and, and what's going on. But it, the visuals are beautiful. Uh, we filmed uh, in Utah, in the mountains. And, and yes, this just hit me. Um, the film was up for a number of awards and nominations and the lead actress Jen Gotson she won a best uh, actor nomination at a major festival this year nice yeah very nice very nice now uh, I know we talked about directing a little earlier and I know you uh, had uh, you were involved in bachelorette degree so how's that, that film doing Oh my gosh, that has really had some great things happen. Um, we are on Amazon, um, on Amazon Prime. So if you're an Amazon Prime member, you can uh, have the film right in front of your eyeballs in minutes. It's in- included in your Prime membership. And uh, also hit Walmart last fall. Um, so, I mean, in Walmart's all over the country. And the reception has been great, you know, for the film. Everyone involved in the film is continuing to do, you know, great things. So uh, it's, I'm, I'm proud of that piece and proud of, of what I was able to bring 
to it as far as doing my best to uh, to help everyone actor-wise um, give what the best that they could give. So um, it was great. It's got these great moments. It's got teary moments. You know, in the theater, people were <laughs> people were laughing, people were crying, and I'll, I always tell the story because you know the public sometimes they don't know that like you are not the actual actor. You're, that's not you. You're playing a role. <laughs> yeah. So people were taking pictures, and uh, this is you know this young lady. She's standing there, and I said, "Hey, how are you? Like, did you enjoy the film?" And she just looked at me. She's quiet. And then she said, I don't like you. <laughs> like, we never met. I don't know who this person is. And she's yeah. like, I don't like you. Because, you know, in the film, I play a little bit of a jerk. And, and I'm not a nice. So uh, it was very funny because never met me, didn't know me. She's like, I don't like you. I was like, what? So uh, I, I, I think I did well in that. That people who don't know me didn't like me. So. This the the color the color purple syndrome. Everybody hates Mister. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Everybody doesn't like Ike. That's right. Yeah. Ike, Ike Turner. Ike Turner too. That's another one. That's another one. Yeah, Larry Fishburne. And so that's why I'm you have to pick your roles carefully. Yeah. Oh yeah. You got to look at your image. That's right. So I want to. Turn toward uh, the whole topic of awards. So you won the 2016 Tiva Peer Award uh, for Reunion in City of Lost Souls. That was over at the French Embassy. So do you think awards, do they bring more roles or do they bring more money? Wow, that's a great question. I'm going to say both. Um, mm. I'm going to definitely say both. I mean, the first thing that's in my mind, you know, it was, was a commercial for, you know, a vehicle, and they're like, the top winner of the, you know, 2017-2016 XX Safety Award. I think awards are important in that they provide an ability for recognition for work well done. I think that not winning an award doesn't mean that a person doesn't have talent or excellence. I mean, that's obvious in some of the snubs that they say happen, you know, at the, you know, any kind of an award, a music award or an acting award. Or, so, um, and definitely money. I mean, they definitely bring more money. They bring, they bring people to the realization that the person who's won the award, you know, might know what they're doing. <laughs> so, right. And people like to pay people who know what they're doing. You don't want somebody coming to their house fixing your plumbing and they don't know what they're doing. You know? <laughs> Who wants that? That's so, right. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of talk about virtual reality now and it's kinda it was big in the nineties, it's making a comeback in a big way. So you were involved in a project with that. Uh talk a little bit about that one. Oh yeah, that was um a great piece this year of and virtual reality. So you, you know, every pe- people, um, if you don't know about it, basically it's putting on these goggles, and you are then immersed in the actual environment. You're immersed in the film. So you turn around and you are right there on the alien planet, or you're right there flying above the Amazonian jungle, or you are wherever uh, the environment is that you're watching. So 
this uh, is a project, virtual reality project called Dinner Party, and it's a VR thriller based on the true story of Betty and Barney Hill. And in the 60s, 1961, they were, and I'll use the term interracial because people understand what that means, but I don't believe in races. I believe there's one race called the human race, and then, you know, there's ethnicities. That's just my personal thing. And I always have to get that out there because there's no such thing as race. What is race? You run a race or you have the human race. That's race, right? (laughs) So it's this black guy, white girl, and um, they were driving home from a vacation, and they had an encounter. They say they had an encounter with a UFO, and they say that they were abducted by a UFO. And what made this different was that these were, like, respectable people. These were not anyone that people would say were, you know, fanatics or strange. He worked for the Postal Service. She was a social worker, and, uh, you know, they had this shared experience, and they both took it differently. She wanted to explore the experience of what happened to them. And Mr. Hill, Barney, he was like, hey, we don't need to talk about this. I don't this, – it, it, this is not something to talk about. Um, it was created by Charlotte Stout and Laura Wexler. They put that together, and the director is uh, Angel M. Soto. So um, right now that's being shopped around at festivals, and that's a pilot for a series called um, The Escape of Me. It's a pilot for a series called The Incident, and it's there are going to be a couple different VR episodes. And uh, again, I mean, it's just it was it's really interesting because you're you're looking around and you, it's like you're right in the room. It's like you're right there. I mean, it's nothing that wow. you can describe. You have to experience it for yourself. So um, I'll be excited when that becomes more available to the public. That's just that's on under wraps right now. It's done but it's not for public consumption as of yet. So. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, that's a that's a, a throwback. I know in the 70s, that's, what was it, James Earl Jones? I think he was in a TV movie about that. That's a very interesting story right there, very interesting. They underwent hypnosis to um, wow. to, to draw out the stories, and, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of interesting so kind of corroborations between their stories and between what happened and about information from, you know, where these aliens came from. I mean, it's just a very, it's not just like something you can dismiss as, ah, oh, that's kind of kooky. It's something that is uh, there to stimulate and provoke thought about reality. That's the best way I could throw that out there. Fantastic. So you're a proponent of learning and assessing what you did and applying that. So talk about some of the key learning experiences you've had over the years in the business. Wow. I would say, okay, so you know what the first thing that comes to my mind, just straight up, uh-huh. um, is worth, knowing your worth. So mm. to extrapolate that, it, a lot of times people don't, you know, there's this whole ego thing, and ego can go both ways. People can be very, uh, you know, kind of putting themselves down, like, oh, I'm not worth anything. You know, I'm not, I'm not that good. It's not that good. Oh, that's a great piece of art. Uh, it's not really, you know, 
Or they can go the other way and think like they're just the shiz and they're not. <laughs> so <laughs> in acting, I think something that I learned was that in order to, and this is, again, applicable to life, life will give you what you, not what you wish for or hope for or pray for even. It will give you what you expect, and it will give hmm. you what you believe. You know, people can say they want something or talk about how they would like to have a certain outcome, but if they don't believe it, it's not going to come mm. So that was an interesting thing for me, and, I can, and I'll jump somewhere else with it in a second, the worth that you have. Because when you're worth – when you feel like what you're bringing to the table is worth something, truly worth something, then you won't be able to be taken advantage of. Because the one thing I definitely like to tell actors is, listen, um, you know, make sure that you are receiving you know, compensation that is commensurate with your experience. You know, in the beginning, yes, you're going to do a lot of things that are maybe low paid uh, or or free, and I highly recommend that. I still do things for free. I still like to. You have to give back. Um, every now and then, you know, that that happens. But uh, it's important to know your worth because when you know your worth, you respect yourself. And when you respect yourself, other people respect you and your work. But it all starts with you. If you don't respect yourself, then you're not going to have a great time of anything, actually, any kind of work you're involved in, because people will take advantage of that because they know, oh, okay, this person, I, I can get them to do that. I can get them to do extra work in the office. I can get them to do extra work with the arts. I can get them to do whatever because they, they don't, you know, I, let's just use them. Bullies are always going to be bullies, and they're mm. always looking for people who uh, will fit that bill. So it's important to know your worth. And then the other part, um, the other part jumping in, you know, auditions, I'll just throw this out because I think uh-huh. actors will probably be listening to this. You know, when you're going on auditions, what's your mind frame? Is your mind frame, oh, I hope I get this. Oh, I don't know what happens. Oh, I'm a professional auditioner. Like, I don't think like that. <laughs> I'm getting ready, <laughs> getting dressed, you know, taking the subway, riding over there, doing whatever and wherever I'm at to get to wherever the audition is, I'm going there with the expectation to book the job, to book the gig. And uh, now it's interesting, um, fortunate and blessed again that, you know, I don't have to audition as much because there's such a body of work available for people to view. But even when I do audition still, you know, I audition with the expectation to book the role. I I work mm. in the role with the expectation to do the not even my best to do better than my best each and every time. So I think yeah. as actors and you know it can be applied to everyone. What's your expectation? So I, I learned I'm continuing to learn that you know expectations are really important because people talk about well don't expect anything don't expect much no 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 expect the best. Be prepared to maybe not get the best, but don't be prepared to not do your best or be prepared for the worst. You know, expect the best. You know, that gets into uh, using your intention to to map out your vision. So how does Alturo set goals? I mean, you know, do you use vision boards? Do you write things down? I mean, how do you do that? I mean, I do all that stuff. 
I do all that crazy, 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 crazy stuff. Vision <laughs> <laughs> boards and 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 meditation and and eating eating right, eating healthy, and making sure my my energy is clean. I mean, I, all that stuff is is really important. And the funny thing is, is it's becoming less crazy as these kinds of things become more mainstream. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but those are all important, you know, balancing your energy and realizing that one's mental state, there's this trick. Uh, I used to do a lot of, uh, you know, corporate kind of training and things of like that and uh-huh. sales and speaking. And there's this trick where you lead someone to close their eyes and envision a lemon and the end is like bite into the lemon, right? So what happens <laughs> Is the person's mouth, you know, they get it gets full with saliva, and or they have this like, mm, like pucker kind of feel in their mouth. Right now, there's no lemon. There's nothing to bite into. There's nothing happening to a voice following along and thinking in their mind. So the mind is powerful, and not to go all like you know conspiracy theory ish, but. People don't want you to understand and realize the power of your mind. You know, there is there are vested interests in just having people go along to get along and not be creative and not do their best and not expect and demand higher things of others and of themselves. So, uh, yeah, all that stuff is important. All that goal setting and having intentions and and having a positive mindset and looking for the positive in whatever situation you know arises, all of that is is paramount, is of the utmost importance in one's quality of life and in the achievements that one brings into their life. You don't have to be, you know, having Lamborghinis and you know homes <laughs> with wraparound pools to be successful. Right, be right. Successful in your family, successful in whatever you do. The key to that is to be happy with what you're doing, and that is your success, not measuring. I saw something on Instagram. You know, it was like stop comparing yourself to other people on the Internet. It, it, you don't yep. even know who they are, and pro- most of it's probably made up anyway. So stop it. That's right. That's right. You're absolutely right. Envy can be a terrible thing. So I want to go hypothetical here. So if you could work with any director, you know, well-known or maybe not so well-known, who would you work with? You know, I like I like Antoine. Antoine, he uh he likes to to work with Denzel a lot. Um I like Spielberg. Spielberg has has done some great work. Um you know, I don't really have anyone specifically like wow, I'd like to work with X person. I find myself my intentions are to work in in powerful roles and powerful stories you know um but that's a great question I mean there are definitely and there are definitely I love that you asked that the way you asked that cuz you said known and unknown there are so many great unknown yeah you know yeah. so again um I was thinking about this actually earlier today that we it's important to support people that we know personally, you know, whoever's listening to this, you know people personally who are really great in whatever their field is, great bakers or great engineers, or, you know, 
great whatever. Support those people. Don't wait for those people to blow up and be like all, you know, sitting in the front row at the World Series and then you're like, oh, yeah, they're so great. You know, you know yeah. them now. Love them now. Right. Buy their cookies now. You know, watch their films now. Go to their GoFundMes now. You know these people now. Don't wait to jump on the bandwagon. We all know great people. Don't wait for them to be famous for then you to just jump on and be like, oh, yeah, come on. Support them now because later on, you know, if you go try, they might be like, hey, you know, I, you weren't around when I was – when you knew me, so now, why are you coming around now? So I like that you said, you know, unknown directors. Just people are important. Everyone's an, everyone is important whether they're known or unknown. I like the way you, you phrased that question. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more. I mean, pe- too many people have this front runner, uh, you know, fair weather fan kind of mentality. They'll 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 come, they'll support you, you know, when you make it big. But then, you know, if you're, you know, not having outwardly success right now, it's sort of like you know, sometimes people are reluctant <laughs> to support you. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's it's. It's funny, and you know, I I, uh, I think everyone who's involved in anything where, you know, they're 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 doing things, making moves. I think everyone can relate to that. You know, you see, uh, you, you, that's something that people can relate to, and that's something that I really try to to do myself. You know, to really honestly just when I see someone doing something great, I'm supporting you. It, it doesn't matter if you have fifty thousand followers or, or five. You know, if you're taking beautiful pictures, I, I'm liking your pictures. I'm telling people to, to to look at your pictures. You know, if you're if you're doing something, if you're making something, I mean, I think we really have to. Uh, we don't have to. I think it's a great life when we assist others and revel in their success because their success is actually our success, and it puts us in a energetic. It puts us in a mental state of then allowing ourselves to receive success. That's right. Any plans to direct in the future? You know, that, that's a great question. I don't have anything um, coming up directing-wise, nothing at all. I love it. Um, it's great. I've been asked to do a couple things that, you know, just project-wise and, and time-wise weren't a great fit. But there's nothing. I don't have any secrets <laughs> in my back pocket uh, <laughs> to say, yeah. Watch out for 2018. I'm the, no, I don't have anything as of yet, but uh, always open to it. I absolutely love it, and um, I'm glad I found it. You know, now my original plan was to be like you know 80, 80 years old and do it, but uh, now is is an awesome time. That's right. No time like the present. So how can yeah. fans uh, keep keep up with your projects? That's a great um, question. Let me say, let's go with. Instagram, I'm on the gram. It's really simple, uh-huh. just A L T O R R O Al Toro. Uh, there's Facebook. I have a, a public page where some things get posted there. Um, just again, Facebook and the only Al Toro is there. A L T O R R O Al Toro on Facebook. Um, Instagram and Facebook are are really great ways. Oh, YouTube. How can I forget YouTube? All the movies are on YouTube. Uh, all the commercials. Many commercials on YouTube, lots of films on YouTube. Again, YouTube, just A L T O R R O, and um, and and that's that. And I have to throw out 
Jen, it just I just remembered Jen won Best Actress at the International Christian Film Festival ICFF. So that's um, for Sacred Eternal. She won Best Actress, and that's like the Christian Oscars. So oh, awesome. I just have to give a big shout out to Jen Sacred Eternal. Um, oh, and they people can go to the Sacred Eternal. They have a Facebook page as well. Uh, Daniel's got a page. It's just the Sacred Eternal on Facebook. Um, and you know, and I'll put links to all the stuff that we talked about. I'll put it on you know Facebook and Instagram and stuff, so people can check it out instead of trying to drop the links right now. But but um, I really appreciate the, the chance to chat with you. And how are you? Let me ask you. What's going on with you? Man, I'm fantastic. I can't complain. The show's going good. Uh, career's going good. Everything is is good, man. So, Arturo, man, you know, it's really been a pleasure to have you on. We're going to have to do this more often. I agree. I count you as a good friend, and uh, I always appreciate your positivity and your upbeat energy. You are you are actually really real with that. He's real, people. Behind the scenes. In front of on the camera, whatever. This, you when you're talking to William, you're getting William. Man, those are very kind words. Thank you, brother. <laughs> That's awesome. You're welcome. All right. Okay, Altero, man. You have a blessed night. Hey, thank you very much. You do the same. And again, it was great talking to you. Have a great night. Okay, man. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, folks out there in Radio Land, remember to do something for your career every single day and break a leg. Good night. Under the dark, you pacify me. Hold my breath. Take me down, I won't fight. Beat of my heart, you drum inside me Somewhere my dance Makes a sound no one can find I never met anyone like you I wasn't living before you came Now I'm seeing myself in you
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.